Skitter. Skitter. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Hey, and welcome to another edition of the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man, episode, man, I want to say 34. I think it's 34. Let's go with 34. I I believe it's 34. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And you just heard the golden tone from down below. Mountain Man, how you doing? Skitter pal, meow meow, cannot complain, brother. Tickled death to be here this week. What about you? I am not doing too bad myself. But I, I think it's time we kind of address the elephant in the room. Um... Wait, elephant in the room. Dude, I live down south. What the hell you mean elephant? The awkward conversation that we have to have, because we have to explain some things. Um, Before we get into how was your week, I think it's only fair to our listeners uh, uh, to let some truths be told and, and get it all out. Now, Sin has been on sabbatical. Is what mm-hmm. we've been telling everybody, uh-huh. but but people are not stupid. They have seen that the name of our page is play uh, changed, the name of our group is changed, and even the pictures on there have changed. So, yeah, how do you want to handle this, delicately or just go raw dog? We uh, we've never held back before at all. So why hold back now? Absolutely. And it's, it is funny. Um, not, not that it's funny, but no, uh, Sin has decided to leave the show. Um, Sin was not fired. No. You know, but, but he did decide to leave the show. And this kind of came about because the Mountain Man and I are trying to grow this show. We want to put out a better product. Um, we know we're just two, you know, rednecks from different parts of the country and enjoy talking to each other, but we want to put out something quality, right? Correct. Okay, and uh, we started fishing for guests uh, when Sin had to go to Vegas, or go to um, uh, Puerto Rico. I was fixing to say Vegas? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did a 180. Hey, hey, Bushy, do, do us a favor, drink another one. Uh, yeah, right, I, I need to drink a lot more today. But, um... We, we started reaching out to get a, a better quality show by getting better quality guests. Uh, other than just us three knuckleheads doing this show, because Lee Gerstmann's a great guest, you know. Yeah. And I definitely don't want to, to knock him at all. That guy's a lot of fun. But we started branching out, you know, talking to people that are successful podcasters. Um, the great John Lamoureux from The Hustle. 
uh, Dr. Fucking Wadzilla from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek, and then last week we had on Ken Mills. Correct. You know, but we were just sitting there kind of talking to him, saying, hey, you know, there there's things that we want to, we kind of wanted to get rid of in this show. Correct. You know, and we just kind of wanted him to elevate his game a little bit. That's all we really wanted. And, and not only for himself, but us as well. Well, right, because the bottom line is we pay for this every month. So if we're going to pay for it, we might as well put out the best, pro- you know, the best products we can. Right. So that people will come back and keep listening to us. Otherwise, we're spending money for no reason. True, true. You know, and he kind of didn't want to go that way. He he kind of had the, the mindset that he just kind of wanted to get on air and kind of rant and rave for a few hours, just BSing with his boys, and that's fine. Yes. And I, I'm going to say right now, Sin, we can talk anytime on Skype. We can bullshit for four hours. I don't care. Right. But that's going to be free. <laughs> yeah, you know it, what I mean? It don't cost money. Exactly. And, and, and it's not something we would put out to everybody. So he, he made the decision to leave the show. And now now here's the funny part. I actually held that information back and didn't want to change anything right away because I was like, okay, well, what if he changes his mind and decides to come back? Now, Man, Mountain Man actually got a little more heartless than me. He's like, dude, he quit. Move on. Sorry. <laughs> 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 At which point I agreed, and that's when we put up the new um, the new title of the show and the new uh, uh, profile pictures of such on our page and on our uh, uh, group page. Um, so we will be moving forward as the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Now, after the first of the year, we will have new opening music because it's not going to work with Bushy, Sin, and the Mountain Man. Although, I, God, I do love that intro. But we're going to figure something out, bring you guys something special for the new year from here on out. Am I right? Yeah, so probably something deliverance, uh, ridden banjos, and yeah, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be something special. Okay, you're you're definitely now you're a different kind of redneck. Um, I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to hear no deliverance. I'm not trying to squeal like a pig. <laughs> By the way, I do love feud banjos. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's dad was a huge bluegrass fan, so I, I can't help but like it. Oh, yeah. Definitely great, too. But we do want to wish Sin all the best. I, I do have some good news about him. He um, He's no longer doing his night shift show. He's not on ThatMetalStation.com anymore from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Now, what sucks about that is that I can't play the promo spot with the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, because that was such a good spot that I made for him. Yes. The good news is, he will be on Mondays and Tuesdays on ThatMetalStation.com from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. He has been upgraded to a daytime slot, so congratulations to our brother from another mother out there yeah. in Vegas. That's, uh, I, I, you know, and I feel horrible because I cannot remember the name of his show because he changed DJ Sado's Daytime Massacre. So glad you wrote that down. I wrote it down. Hell, I remembered it off the top of my head. I'm redneck, but I ain't that forgetful. (laughs) Well, I absolutely am. But it's only come across my... I know I told you to drink another beer, but slow down now. God! (laughs) Jeez, I haven't even cracked one yet. (laughs) 
Oh, so yeah, we just wanted to set the record straight with Sin. Um, he is no longer going to be with us, but we love him. Yes. He'll always be one of us, but he decided to leave the show. It is what it is. We'll just keep bringing on special guests from time to time and delivering the best product we can possibly put together. Oh, of course, and he'll probably guest on some shows as well. I'm, I'm for certain in the future for for look-back episodes or something like that if we come up with them. You never know. He might end up guesting every now and then periodically. And, and that would be a good thing. Definitely definitely would be happy to have him back. Of course. So, now we don't got that out of the way. <laughs> My well, man. Yes, sir. How's your week? This week has been a little hectic, but not hectic in a bad way, hectic in a good way. Uh, This week, uh, looking back a year ago, tomorrow actually, will be Mountain Baby's first birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday. For sure, for sure. I know this is going to be coming out on Monday, so that'll be the day after. So yeah, technically when the show airs, hey, happy late birthday. Anyway. <laughs> but uh can uh been running around like a chicken with their heads cut off let's see what all did we have to do with him saturday we had a parade for his first ever parade that he was in uh what what else did we do honey trying to remember everything there was so much stuff that happened this week with him it is just a blur practically nice uh, two birthday parties so far for him. Uh, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, his first is uh, one-year-old baby pictures, which some of them are on Facebook. For anybody who wants to see him, check him out. It's uh, just been one hectic thing after another, but in a fantastic and great <clears throat> growing way. Um, other than that, also this past week, uh, Mountain Lady had her birthday on the 7th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Happy her, birthday, Miss Mountain Lady. Correct. Uh, my, my little wifey over here, her birthday is on the 7th. Mountain Babies is the 10th of December. And that means every year now for the rest of my life, Mountain Man is going to be one broke some bitch every Christmas and birthdays in December. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always a street corner everywhere in America. You can make that ducats. Uh, true, true, but I've already been informed that we're not going to do one Christmas present and birthday all in one. Mountain Man has to buy separately twice, three times in the month of December. Yay! <laughs> Outstanding. But other than that, it's been fantastic, and I still can't complain. I've had a ball. He opened a few presents today that... You know, the toys that you have to put together. I used to absolutely hate that. Whenever he was sitting, whenever, yeah, thanks to Oogie, Oogie, a.k.a. Granny C. Uh, but the, the funny thing, while I was sitting on the step putting together this little toy walker slash riding line thing, it talks and sings and does the ABCs and one, two, threes. Oh, and oh my God, I'm going to blow it up. the toys that make the noise. I told yeah. you that. Yes. <laughs> I, a mountain man might be blowing a few toys up this summer. He hasn't decided yet. Uh, don't no. buy batteries. <laughs> 
it, we he lives with Granny C. I know she'll go to the store and buy him any damn way. <laughs> <laughs> and she just hollered across the house just to piss you off. So there you go. <laughs> nice. But while I was putting the toy together, he crawled over to me, crawled up my leg, was standing up, and me with a screwdriver, putting screws in, putting this thing together, he just looked at me with the biggest smile that I've ever seen on a youngin's face, and it, it warmed my heart, so him being a baby, looking up to me, being like, you're fixing that for me, daddy, that, that just made my evening, so... I can't say now doing that for my son. I hate it at this point in time. So cannot complain at all. I definitely other, hear you there. But other than that, now going the other direction, Bushy, how was your week? My week, well, my week, man. I don't know if it's been good, bad, or a different work. Work, work's been work. Uh, we've been running half rolls. So I've been short-staffed all week. I normally have an assistant foreman and two extra guys uh, that we call relief operators. This week I have an assistant foreman and one extra guy, relief operator. Yesterday I really got the screw put to me because one of my guys left at 4.30. There was so much shit left to be done, and I'm down. I have to, I have to take the one guy and put him over there. I can't pull him at all. So we didn't get a lot done. Today, my assistant foreman was 40 minutes late. And then at 10-something, he leaves. Oh, I have something going on at home I have to take care of. Comes back like 40 minutes later. So it was it was just a screwy week. And last what? week, frankly, I pissed him off. I kind of overpassed that because we had the great Ken Mills on. But, um... You know, he got demoted. He was supposed to be getting the foreman's position on the night shift, but couldn't keep his ass awake. He kept sleeping on the job. Now, the last time that happened, that person was demoted down to machine operator, which is roughly 6 $7 an hour off your paycheck. This guy got lucky because he was never promoted to foreman. He was still an assistant foreman in a foreman's slot. He got suspended for a week. He took three weeks. But he was suspended for a week, and he came back to my shift as an assistant foreman. Now, his first week back, he tried uh, he, he tried to nut check me. And I'm sorry, I've been doing this job for almost two years. And you're not going to nut check me. And you're especially not going to nut check me in front of the other guys. Oh, wow. You know, and uh, he said, well, you can just go ahead and check with such and such on this, which would be my boss. And I looked at him and said, you know what? No, I don't have to check with such and such. This is my shift. I run this shift. We don't have to have a problem. But if you want one, that's fine. Do what I say to do. There you go. Well, that afternoon he tells me he doesn't have a babysitter the next day. And he's got a fucking wife that doesn't work. <laughs> mm -hmm. But apparently she's got to drive her sister somewhere. He doesn't have a sitter all of a sudden. I don't know why she wouldn't take the fucking baby with her. But, you know, what do I know? True. So he, he bailed on me Saturday, so last Saturday sucked too. But barring that, it hasn't been too god-awful horrible. It's, it's been an okay week. I got out on time today because he did come back to work, thank God. So I left, you know, by right at 40 hours. At 3.30, I hit 40 hours on Saturday afternoon. So I was able to get out of there and then come home, which is always good for a Saturday. Correct. But that's about it, man. That, that's how my week's been. Just 
little minor stressors at work. Yeah. Holiday season, of course, you know, you're going to have that one bad apple that's going to call in or try to start crap. It, it never fails. Never does. And I hear he's supposed to be leaving. I just wish he would do it. Which sucks because he was actually the guy I wanted to be my assistant foreman in the first place. Uh, and I got the other guy. Now I miss that guy. He's actually running the night shift now, my old assistant foreman. And uh, I didn't have to say anything to him, you know, just kind of passed on what needed to be done. I didn't have to check on him. I don't have to check on my guys. Right. You know, the first day this new guy showed up, and he's not new, but he's new for me. You know, I hear him on the radio kind of, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Talking to my other guy. I had to call him aside. Hey, my guys know what to do. You don't have to go babysit them. Right. You know, the only time you hear me calling them on the radio is because I need something personally right then. Something's come up that I need you for. Barring that, my guys know what I expect, and they get it done. I give them respect. They respect me. It all works. There you are. You know, and if uh, if they don't, I get in their ass. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, for the record, Bushy just admitted he's gay. Anyway. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, I, I, I played the fifth. <laughs> See, you're that different kind of redneck. Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> we said we were changing the show. I'm being p- p- polite. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> Me, I don't give a shit. I, I don't care. But, let's play some music. What do you say? Sounds fantastic. Uh, who are we going with? Me or you? Oh, go ahead. Well, since this is going to be other topic of conversation today, this song has always been one of my favorites. Cannot remember the gentleman that wrote it, but uh, just as soon as he sings every Christmas, you know the movie, well, the Christmas special, and the movie, whichever way you want to put it. But I'm going to have to go with You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. 
words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk, you're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful socks. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked, jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. All right. I really want to say that's Boris Karloff, but don't hold me to it. But I know Boris Karloff narrated that. And really old people that don't listen to our show would know him as Frankenstein. Correct. Well, Frankenstein's monster, but back then yeah. it was Frankenstein. Yeah. Right, good song. Thanks. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. You're so, a mean uh, I'm going to go goofy. No, little, you go uh, You done already went high, so yeah, it's expected for you to go I didn't goofy. go high. You just admitted you were gay. That's not what I said. I said I'll get in someone's ass. That, that Explain to me how that is. Not a typical gay reply. I'm, I'm sorry. I served in the Army, and that's just called an ass-chewing, if you ask me. An ass-chewing. Well, there you go. Ass-chewing is better than getting in somebody's ass. It sounds like you're getting ready to bend them over. I, I don't know. Chewing ass is the same thing, if you ask me. <laughs> Little burl lives, silver and gold. Silver and gold, silver and gold. Everyone wishes for silver and gold. How do you measure its worth? Just by the pleasure. It gives here on earth Silver and gold, silver and gold Means so much more when I see Silver and gold decorations On every Christmas tree much more when I see silver and gold decoration on every Christmas tree. Silver and gold, silver and gold. 
Did, did you get that image out of your head yet? No, I have not. Yeah, he went through that whole song. God didn't get it out of my head, asshole. Hog <laughs> <laughs> oh. does not necessarily agree with everything that the mountain man says, but you know what? It's America, and we have First Amendment freedom of expression. Correct. <laughs> All right, so Christmas continues at the plug. Yee-hoo! Which is awesome, but we're still a couple weeks away. Next week's episode is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to stray from Christmas. I can't wait for that one. Oh, you and me both. A little bit. I'm, I'm looking forward to it to an extent, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be fun. <laughs> it's just going to be fun. But this is going to be fun, too. But this week, <coughs> excuse me, we thought we would discuss some of our favorite um, Christmas specials. You know, those... Mostly animated shows that came out every Christmas that you had to be in front of the TV for without mm. fail every year. And this is this could be a tough episode. Uh, I I wrote down a lot because I know we're going to be stepping on each other's dicks. You like how I did that? Yeah, you're going to be stepping on mine more, but <laughs> but I know that we're going to have a lot of things in common to talk right. about mm-hmm. because there's such a huge part of growing up in this country I mean even when I was overseas my grandfather would send me videotapes of all the Christmas specials we would just request that he left the uh, commercials in because over in uh, Germany when we were stationed there you didn't get commercials in the middle of your shows you might get a public service announcement so a half hour show was more like 23 minutes. An hour show oh, was more like 48 minutes. Something I didn't know. I learned something about Germany. Well, the American side. Right, <laughs> right. Because we watched, um, we had AFN, which was the Armed Forces Network. I believe that was the television. And then we had AFRTS, which is the Armed Forces Radio and Television Services. And that was mostly radio if I remember correctly and god I wish I could find some old chicken man episodes but that's something for another day yeah chicken man was my hero I used to get up early to listen to the chicken man episode it was a little radio program that was maybe five minutes long and chicken man was the hero nothing wrong with that and I, I, I wish I could find some audio clips of that that would be amazing but some of our favorite Christmas specials. When you were a little boy, what was the one? Because you know there's always one you look forward to every year. An absolute mm-hmm. no miss. What, what, what would that be? My number one absolute no miss, and I hate they got rid of it as I got older, the California Raisins Christmas special that they had year after year, I think from, I think, what was it? Uh, I think whenever I done a little research, it was uh, 75 to 80, 86, I believe. They done it for that span amount of time, I believe. Uh, don't hold me 100% to that. But I used to always love sitting on Channel 3 here and watching the California Raisins. Even if you didn't have cable, they aired that Christmas thing. 
Okay, so we're talking about the uh, the the claymation Christmas special, right? Her. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that actually uh, that was originally broadcast CBS December twenty first, nineteen eighty seven. Is the first time it ever showed. Not seventy seven, eighty seven. Oh, sorry, I got it by sequence. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what? I really, uh, I really enjoy that one too, an awful lot. In fact, as we have discussed in two previous shows, uh, we three kings from that, with those do yes. singing camels, is my favorite version. <laughs> <clears throat> let me let me ask you a question. I know that is the uh, '80s. I get it to a point, but I even sat back and asked Granny Clyde. Uh, the the gentleman that wrote that was Will uh, uh, Volan, I think his, his last name starts with a V. I can't yeah, say Vinton. it properly. Vinton, V-I-N-T-O-N. Thank you. Uh, how high, how much did he snort? How much did he have to do to come up with that episode? Well, I think it's more a matter of liking to do things for kids and liking uh, Clyde. Well, true to a point, but for the uh, Joy to the World song with the uh, different uh, images and stuff and two dinosaurs arguing with each other and a bunch of dogs riding through the street, here we come a-waffling. I'm sorry, you had to be on something to actually sit down. <laughs> And write a 30-minute clay animation to come up with some trippy stuff like that. I know. It I'm probably took months to put together. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not complaining that he came up with it. It is awesome. But you got to think, he had to be a lot of weed or some shrooms involved. In the 80s, <laughs> they probably snorting lines. <laughs> Pretty sure that was the height of the cocaine era. Okay, I remember. I remember Miami Vice. Okay, there you go. So exactly. No, uh, either way, that, that that episode constantly every year. I I literally would ask mom, "When's it coming on?" And mom would literally, with a paper TV guide, because of course then, when uh, I'd say I was five or six, so that would be eighty. That'd have been 91, 92, somewhere around in there. She would literally buy the paper TV guides, look it up to figure it out to see when it would come on. And that, that was just one episode I never missed until the next year, uh, that last year they done it. She was like, they're not doing it this year. And I, I was kind of heartbroken, but found another new Christmas special from that point on. Right, and you know what? It's funny, and all the research I did, because I, I, I can't lie, that's one of my favorites, too. It's not, it, it wasn't my go-to. I, I couldn't miss it. But it was one that, if I saw that it was coming on, I definitely watched it. I, I don't have a date as to when it ended, when they stopped playing it. Maybe it'll be described later on with another show they'd normally played with it. They used to play these two back-to-back. But uh, they did come out with a, um, it was released on Hen's Tooth DVD um, called Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas plus Halloween and Easter celebrations. And that came out in 2003. Right. So they did recognize that it, 
it, it had a cult following. Like I said, I love We Three Kings. I love Carol the Bells with little, you know, <laughs> say it, handy, say handy it. You know you bell. want it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just go ahead. We just might as well go ahead and put it out. It's the Mountain Man Bell. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it's definitely out there. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the classic, the California Raisins. I remember watching them in commercials well before this little special came out. Right. You know, and they were doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And the reason I bring that up is because that is my go-to. If there's going to be a Christmas special that I take the time to watch, and I watch it live while it's on, it is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It may be my favorite Christmas special of all time. And God knows I have a lot of them. But man, 1964, stop motion animation. I love Sam the Snowman, which is the great Burl Ives, who we just heard a minute ago. I love Cornelius. My dad says that I look like Cornelius where I'm wearing a uh, toboggan, which is hilarious. I I love the bumble. I love everything about this. I have to bring something up because it made me laugh so hard. I saw something on Facebook the other day. And, of course, everything's true on Facebook. But apparently liberals are hating Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, talking about what a horrible special it was because of all the bullying and everything that goes on in it. And I, I laugh because I'm like, okay, first of all, this is the 60s, back when, you know, men had balls and women had balls too. You know, right. nobody cared. You could take some ribbing. There's the, the whole purpose of this show is to, is to show you that, yeah, you could be different, but it's your differences that might make you great. I mean, think about it. Nobody liked Rudolph because of his red nose. Even Santa messed with him. You know, right. Donner, his dad, talking talking shit to him. No son of mine's going to have that. Stuffs that thing on his nose, you know. And yes, I guess if you're a soft snowflake and you know you can't handle adversity anyway, maybe you would have jumped off the cliff or into the you know into the Arctic Ocean because life's just too hard. But Rudolph overcame all these things, and everybody saw how great this difference was and he saved the day right so why are people so pissed off about such a beloved character <laughs> uh weak pussy communists that don't know their head from their ass and just won't have everything head. <laughs> weak pussy communists i don't know i don't know if i would go that far but i'm with you on the weak and probably pussy Yes, I'm sorry. I just, I, that's uh, that, that's just my terminology for it. I I do not get or understand that 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 movie has been out forever. Yeah, there's a little bit of bullying. There's a little bit of this. There's a little bit of that. But the how how can you not sit there and be mad over something that classic of a movie, that heartfelt of a movie, for the ending to be as extravagant as the story was supposed to be. I don't know. Do you know what's the funniest part to me? In all the things I saw and all the negativity, if I can find that video, I will share it to you. 
please do. That way I can make fun of it on my Facebook page. <laughs> I do not remember anybody talking shit about the Abominable Snow Monster. Like, oh, he was just understood. No, they took his goddamn teeth, so he had to be nice. <laughs> it's kind of like if you, if, if you take the gun away from the terrorist or take his goddamn bomb vest off, he's going to be nice. So yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, great classic. That is my go-to. Every year, I will definitely see that. But I do have one after that that I will absolutely watch every time it's on. Okay. And that is, uh, man, and you know what's funny? It's hard to not like these guys. They're a gang, but they're not really a gang. But they were always called a gang. And this came out in 1965, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Based on that, huh? The Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yep. Oh yeah, one of one of my favorites as well. You know, Um, good lord, you have Charlie Brown feeling all down. He's depressed. Then Lucy says he should, you know, direct the neighborhood Christmas play. And it's one of the only uh, Christmas specials that's not a religious Christmas special that actually describes the birth of Christ. And I find that very intriguing. Now, you know me. I grew up in the church, but I'm not really a believer. Right. But I think that's really great. I love the music in this uh, 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 special because I love the jazz. It's, you know, it's uh, pianist uh, Vince Guaraldi, as opposed to your traditional Christmas music. And they're basically, you know, you know, Charlie Brown's having an issue with the uh, commercialism of Christmas, because even Snoopy's decorating his, his house so he can win first prize, you know, and, you know, he's just not getting anything. And you have Linus come up, and uh, what is he, he reads... Um, he recites the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 14, uh, as translated by the authorized King James Version. And I, I just, I really enjoy that because after he does all this, because he's talking about Christ being born and this is the reason for Christmas, and he says that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Now you have to realize that Charlie Brown is all upset because, you know, they wanted him to go get a big, fake plastic or aluminum tree. And he, he got this little raggedy, nasty thing. And he, you know, he carries his tree out with Linus, you know, giving him this speech. And he's feeling so good about himself. And he hangs one ornament on it. Oh, I killed it. Right. <laughs> and the whole gang walks up. And they're like, you know, it's really not a bad tree. It just needs a little love. And Linus wraps his little blanket around the base. And then they just gang rape Snoopy's doghouse, taking all those lights and ornaments off. And they create this beautiful little Christmas tree, you know, and Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. And they break into Hark the Herald Angels Sing, one of the greatest Christmas specials that's not religious that ends up being a social commentary on the fact that Christmas had, even back in 1965, had become way too commercial and not focused on the religious aspect of it. I love it. Love it. One of my favorites. 
Fantastic pick. Well, since you're go- since you ran with two, I'm gonna go with my next one that uh that Granny Clyde turned me on to. Hey, it I was, didn't go uh, with two. I just kind of picked up. Well, the back next to one. back, back <laughs> to back. You know what? I mean. uh, yeah, yeah. One, you like the back to back. Uh, you're the one that said you love it first. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Anyway. <laughs> This episode. Ladies and gentlemen, did you just hear Mountain Man do that? Can we hear that again? That was beautiful. Hi, hi, hi. Like, oh my God. Like, seriously? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Uh, anyway, this, this. I have no problem with gay people. That might scare me. The, the, what, the Mountain Man turning gay? <laughs> yeah. That's 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 even more than I can handle. That that that, that just means I would love Christmas a heck of a lot more than you. <laughs> they don't talk with a lisp. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Still people. God. <laughs> Once again, I would like to say that the plug does not condone some of the opinions and views <laughs> spoken <laughs> on this episode. Oh Lord. There there go the rest of our listeners. Yeah, they're gone. They, they Last left. week was such a good episode. We're, we're going to get a counseling from Ken Mills after he listens to this. What the hell are you guys doing? No. Well, you know what the first thing it would say is? is you, you didn't cuss with me at all last week. What is this? Right. Well, Ken's a sweetheart. I'm sorry. He really is. He's an awesome guy. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't either. And I've talked to him on the phone. He cusses. <laughs> but it's like... That level of professionalism was so high, it's like, I almost felt bad at the end when I closed the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, give me your next one that you like so much. All right, this one, I remember, I actually remember the first time I watched it. We lived in a little bitty house over in a little town called Elk Park. I was in elementary school. And it come on TV, and this is the old school uh, turn lever, turn knob TVs that uh, we had in the house. And my mother informed me of this little movie and to go with my first song that I chose a minute ago. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The original, not the new version, the original. Me and my mother sat there and watched that movie from beginning to end. And I absolutely fell in love with the story. Now, seeing that now as an adult, that is one movie we definitely don't miss because we don't watch it when it comes on TV. We have the DVD. <laughs> nice. So that's that's a movie already we have uh, uh, broke into, watched. Going to let DJ watch as he grows older. And also... And I gotta say this from a moment ago, where you uh, brought up the claymation thing, I had to brag to Bushy because I didn't know. Granny Clyde went online and because of me helping set up a few things, bought me the DVD of Claymation Christmas, uh, uh, Spooky Halloween, and Easter. So I now have the DVD in that. And we sat down in Mountain Lady over here. God love her. She never seen Claymation. Before. What? What? Yeah. He never saw it growing up. Okay. Is she anywhere near the microphone? 
Yes, she. Well, she's right off the staff track. Oh, okay. Can she hear me? Yes, she can hear you. Jessica, the camels. Come on. He said the camels. Come on. What's your opinion? She said she loved the camels. <laughs> the best part of the whole goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> I, we were sitting there. You know, you know how like where where I have uh, hyperactive tendencies. I bounce my leg a lot when I'm just sitting. She was actually bouncing her leg to the tune every time the camels come on. So oh, could you I'm not? Just, Snapping your fingers, yeah. Yep, yep, whole nine yards. Oh, but... But yeah. back to the Grinch. Yes, back to the Grinch. Now, to this day, don't get me wrong, Jim Carrey done a fantastic job on the new version of the Grinch. He did. I, but I that was not well written. It. Yes, for sure. But I don't watch that one every year like I do the original Grinch because that was something me and my mother shared together as a Christmas memory that I will hold near and dear to my heart. I am totally with you on the Grinch. Totally with you on the Grinch. That was, I want to I wanna say Mel Blank. It was definitely the creators of Looney Tunes yep. that put that together. Um, 1966, Boris Karloff narrated now as we were saying earlier most people know him as Frankenstein's monster from the old 1940s film I'm a huge fan of the Grinch <coughs> excuse me and and oddly enough that's one I don't miss either um, I watch the Jim Carrey version every few years because it's just so long right you know? and, and, and some of those kinds of movies are so hokey and you could do it in 30 minutes, it's been proven. But I love that film. I love Max. He's such an innocent character. <laughs> I felt oh, so man. sorry for Max as a young and I, I just couldn't <laughs> believe that a dog was being treated like that because we've had animals in our home all my life. So seeing a dog literally being pulled by a sleigh, if you've never seen the original Grinch, I feel sorry for you. But know, right? him, him being pulled and then slung off a cliff and pushed down a cliff, looks up, here comes a sleigh, and he tried. Yeah, I feel so damn sorry for him as a young man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I love Cindy Lou Who. Sandy Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree away? <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love the music. I, I I like Dr. Seuss anyway. One of my favorite books is A Small Child. Because I started reading Stephen King in third grade. You know, I taught myself to read. So, uh, one of my favorite books as a small child was uh, Green Eggs and Ham. Obviously, I'm going to be a fan of The Grinch. Great of choice. Great choice. See, you do. <laughs> I will not eat them here. I will not eat them there. I will not eat them with a fox. I will not eat them on a box. <laughs> I will not eat them near or far. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. But no, I'm, I'm absolutely with you, and that's definitely a staple. First aired on CBS <laughs> yet again, December 18th, 1966. Still shows to this day. I love the... They're just so happy. They tell you the meaning of Christmas. It's, it, it really is a great film little 30-minute cartoon, but, man, it packs a punch. And it's a fantastic one. I'm, I, 
since they said bullying, why uh, why are they not fussing about that one? Well, because it's done differently. You, you, you get the mean old miserly Scrooge type character that hates something but doesn't really understand it. Which I guess is the same as bullying because of a red nose. But you know what? I don't know. The Grinch hasn't been on yet this year. <laughs> let's let's wait and see what happens. I started to say before it's over with, they'll have every freaking Christmas special wanting to be canceled. I'm telling you. But you know what? There's always Hallmark. They can get their feel-good things. Very true. <laughs> so what's another one? Because I, I, I kind of went two, and then you went one. So now it's your turn again. What's another one you love? Uh, another Christmas special. This one I loved. The uh, I know it's older. Uh, Frosty the Snowman with Jack Frost and all the little characters, all them leading up into just that Christmas special is another one of my favorites. Have not got to see it in a while, but absolutely love that. Well, I tell you what, that one is on every year as well. Um. I want to say it has already been on, to be honest with you. And funnily enough, I did not take any notes on Frosty the Snowman. I do remember the basic idea, though. You had this magician who sucked. Yep. But when his hat landed on the snowman, the magic came to life. Yep. And Frosty, in all of his snowman wisdom, uttered those famous words... Happy birthday! Yep. Hey, those are my first words. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's definitely a fun one. Um, Man, I wish I had more notes on that, because that was actually my honorable mention. It's not one that I go to all the time. Like, like I said, I missed it this year. I can tell you it came out in 1969. And isn't it funny that all the best Christmas specials came out in the 60s? Yes, there's a, there's a couple old. from the '70s that I like, but most of them came out in the '60s. Yeah, absolutely great, absolutely great. Um, you know what? Let's play some music. Play some music. Why not? Absolutely. I'm gonna go a little old school, Mr. Gene Autry, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You go down in history 
Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you go down in history. That was before your stupid like a light bulb and like Pinocchio garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, good stuff. Give me a tune, Mountain Man. Well, since I just got off the subject, Frosty the Snowman. Come on, Frosty. We're all waiting for you. Happy birthday! Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncup pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the Snowman is a fairy tale they say so, but the children know how he came to life one day. Look at that frosty goat. Thump-a-tee, 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 thump-a-tee. Over the hills of snow, frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. With a corncup pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. And with Frosty the Snowman, Christmas was always very merry indeed. You have a merry Christmas too. Frosty the Snowman had to hurry on his way. But he waved his goodbye, saying, don't you cry. I'll be back on Christmas Day. I'll be back on Christmas Day. What a jolly, happy soul. With a corn cop pipe and a button nose. You know I'm playing the one from that show, right? Because that's the way that guy sings it. I love it. Yes, please do. <laughs> you, you know that was the first time ever, uh, and I, I look back at the show now, and I think it's funny. It, it, the snowman that's narrating it is Japanese looking. No, no, that that snowman was Burl Ives and uh, Rudolph. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, I got it mixed up. Never mind. And he, and he was old. Yes, old, old. Now we're like, now we're like old bashing. What the hell? No, no, old bashing. Not mean in a bad way. It is just kind of a neat, neat animation 
uh, feature on it that they actually make it try to look like the narrator of the characters of it. <laughs> Isn't it fun to watch the mountain man backpedal a little bit because he's getting nervous? Yosh. <laughs> All right. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of this one. Um, I loved it. The music was so much fun, and I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, came out in 1974. I actually had never seen it until my pawpaw sent me that tape when we were stationed in Heidelberg, Germany. Uh-huh. And this is uh, Rankin Bass. Um, and they did several Christmas specials back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. This is from 1974. Based on that beautiful poem that we both know and love. Uh-huh. Is it from St. Nicholas? Yeah. I'm talking about the 1974 cartoon animated Christmas television special, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Now, this is a lot of fun because it's basically... You have some mice living with some grown folks. And... I'm not sure, man, if it's the mouse or if it's the grown person, the human, yeah. that has a newspaper. But apparently, a story gets out. Because there was an anonymous letter printed in the town's newspaper side, all of us claiming Santa Claus doesn't exist. And in response, Santa returns the entire town's letters to them unopened. You find out, okay, uh, uh, the human's a clockmaker, okay? So you find out that the uh, person that wrote this letter saying Santa Claus is not real and signed it, all of us from this town, was actually this little brainy son of this little mouse. So now they're trying to do everything they can to prove that they have Christmas spirit, that they truly believe in Santa Claus, and what they have to do is get the, the, the uh, clock tower to work correctly, to call Santa Claus back. Right. And of course, by the end of the half hour special, they, and you know, the little mouse himself, Albert, because he's feeling the Christmas spirit, and he's seeing everybody upset and seeing what's going on, he's the one that makes sure he gets up into that clock, fixes the clock, and of course, Santa Claus comes and everything's saved in this little town. What was the name of that town? Junctionville, Junction. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Good choice. I hadn't seen that one in a while, but yeah, that is a fantastic choice. Yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Old one, and it's not shown anymore. So, But it's just one of those that's kind of stuck with me. Absolutely now, wrong with that one. Ah, hell no. Now, another one that's really stuck with me because <clears throat> my aunt, my Aunt Marilyn, got me into this uh, character. I was reading his strips from the moment he appeared in newspapers and started his books, and that's the great Garfield. And in um, 1987, the same year as a claymation Christmas, in fact, for years, those two specials aired side by side. Right. A Garfield Christmas special. I absolutely love that. John, Odie, Garfield. 
they go to the farm to hang out with Doc Boy, you know, and John's parents. And, you know, just to have an old-time country Christmas. And Garfield learns what Christmas is really about. You know, uh, Odie gives him this goofy, goofy present. Um, uh, God, which one was it? Trying to, oh, it was a homemade back scratcher that he had built. But the, the most touching part is you have Grandma there. And Grandma's wild. Grandma's crazy. But Garfield, while rooting through the barn, found some old love letters that Grandpa had written to her during the war. And uh, gave them to Grandma. And she's sitting there crying and reading the letters. And it's just such a heartwarming Christmas special. Especially from such a sarcastic feline as Garfield. It's still one of my favorites. I wish I could find it on DVD or Blu-ray. But you know what? The power of YouTube is strong. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Fantastic. Well, okay, good. So it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick. I actually didn't think of that one. Wow, well, see, I'm just a Garfield nerd. I always have liked him. I mean, he hates Mondays. I hate most days. But, you know, whatever. Right, right. right. <laughs> you got you got another one? Something that just kind of grabbed you? Well, let's see here. Going through my little bit of a list. You, you're probably going to look at me funny at this one. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with uh, 1989. This one just kind of a funny Christmas little episode that a lot of people still watch and think is funny from the, to this day. By this little bitty cartoon slash adult show that uh, everybody loves, apparently, but I couldn't hardly stand it. But I'm going to have to go with the Simpsons, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire episode. Wow, you are on your own with this one. I have never seen it. I'm not a Simpsons fan. Neither am I, but this one uh, basically just kind of funny little uh, uh, just tidbit of something just every now and then just going off the top of my head for a little bit of little bit of fun on off to the side. Basically, the Simpsons hit a snag when Homer find, found out he won't be getting a Christmas bonus. So he saved and went to Bart's uh, tattoo removal to keep the news to his family. Homer's ta Homer takes advice from his friend Barney and lands a second job as a mall Santa. And he was basically just, yeah, Bart Simpson as a mall Santa. Imagine that. Uh, nice. So it's like uh, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Shea. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Nice. But in a surprise, basically, Bart uh, and them paid much less than expected uh, for trying to get everything done for the Christmas to get back home because where he went to the mall and uh, had it done was, like, far off. And they got screwed over on their ticket to get home. So they had to book a gray, uh, th uh, go to three different greyhounds racing, uh, try to get back. He pulls all his money last minute and uh, uh, to try to win a contest. I think it was called Santa's Little Helper. Uh, 
basically uh, the dogs that he bet on and stuff like that for all that that he lost. So it's just one of them little episodes to kind of just look back to and just have a little laugh about for a Christmas episode. It, it's a pretty fun one to, to kind of remember on. So Nice, nice. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I Like I said, I, I can't say anything positive or negative about it. I've never been a Simpsons fan. Um, I remember when Bart first came out. And I even had a t-shirt with him on a skateboard that said, eat my shorts, and I got in trouble for it. But it's something I've never seen. I've tried watching a couple episodes in them early days and never seen it. But, uh, yeah, if you guys are fans of it, definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. I'm like you. I'm more of a Beavis and Butthead fan. So, yeah, I was more for them than I ever was The Simpsons. But that one I called it is a pretty funny episode. So Nice, nice. Oh, I've oh. got I've got one I think you'll know. Oh yeah, bring it. Nineteen seventy four. Santa Claus comes down with the cold after Thanksgiving and is told by his doctor on his uh, uh, to change up his routine. A year without Santa Claus. Ooh, that's a good one. That did not make my list. Oh really? That's a good one. Wow, I figured that one would have been on your list. That was also stop motion uh, animation, right? Yes, that is correct. With, with the uh, figures and such. Right. Well. Nice, because several of those made my list. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, this one uh, really sticks out to me, especially because you know, with saying the back to the end with the way they told the story, nobody was caring about Christmas, so he decides to take a holiday to himself and leave it to the elves and find a way to basically make uh, Christmas work. So uh, he takes, the elves end up taking the youngest reindeer, Vixen, and end up in Southtown. And after a bunch of mishaps, Vixen ends up in the dog pound. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a pretty neat little episode to watch, especially with everything uh, for that. For that style of a movie or Christmas special is actually a really good one to to definitely keep up on and to to continue. It don't get as much credit as a lot of them, but it, it's a definitely good one to definitely definitely check out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! I actually do it on Santa Claus. Can't believe it did not make my list. Very well done. The one I want to talk about. I own on DVD. Actually, Jen bought it for me last year because I'm such a nerd for this particular special. It's uh, produced by Jim Henson Company, which we all know, creator of the Muppets. Uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. 1977. I don't know why I love this particular thing so much. It was all hand puppets and marionettes. You know, it was it was very well done. I love watching the fact that it's so simple. You're just basically watching a puppet show, and not even nearly as good a puppet show as you watch when you're watching the Muppets. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's so well done. I mean, Kermit the Frog kind of introduces the story, and he's talking about Emmett Otter and his ma, and, and you know, she's a widow. And she only gets a small amount of money, you know, from doing laundry and, you know, whatever Emmett could do, you know, doing, you know, can make doing odd jobs around town. 
you know, at Frogtown Hollow. Right. <laughs> but they, they, see, they hear of a, a, a talent contest in this nearby town. Uh, I, I think uh, Water, Waterville, maybe. See, I'm near Watertown. It messes me up. And, like, the grand prize is 50 bucks. So that would just make their life so great. So Emmett Otter decides to put this band together. And they do this killer song. But these hoodlums, <laughs> you know, they just, they steal the show. Right. They win. But somehow it all still works out because they get hired on to sing for the customers in the, in, in the, in the location that they had this contest in. It's a great heartfelt story. It's a, it's a story about, you know what, you don't have to have a lot to give a lot, meaning give from the heart. And yes, life is hard, but you, you know, you overcome those hardships to make you a better, stronger person. I love it, love it, love it. And in fact, I know that uh, I know that uh, I I have played in the past when the river meets the sea, that appeared on um, the nineteen seventy nine John Denver and the Muppets of Christmas together. I love that song, and this is where it first appeared. Was on Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Beautiful, him and his mother singing it. Great, great show. My daughter doesn't understand it. I don't care. Still one of my favorites. There you go. Nothing wrong with that one at all. Well, I should hope not. (laughs) And you know, I have to go from that right into the 1979 John Denver and the Muppets Christmas together. No, God, of course you did. I mean, come on, it's my all-time favorite Christmas album. And in fact, the album gets more recognition than the the special does, because it aired uh, December 5th, 1979. It's never been commercially released on any standard home video media format. Now, you can find it on YouTube, but it's nowhere. You cannot buy this anywhere. And it opens with Denver and the Muppets singing the 12 Days of Christmas, which is, yes, I know, we get it. There's 12. You know, Fozzie Bear forgets his lines. Seven swans are swimming. Miss Piggy overemphasizes her five gold rings with a ba-dum-bum-bum. Right. But, the, you know, the, the main plot of this whole special is creation of the special itself. You know, so they were kind of stealing from the Muppet show. Right. You know, and then this special musical number, uh, you know, for Miss Piggy, where they were doing um, uh, uh, Christmas is Coming. You know, it's it's beautiful with all the music. And it closes with the, the song that I played last week with John Denver reciting the story of Jesus' birth and joining the Muppets to sing Stille Nacht, Silent Night, while all these children in the audience join in. Absolutely great Christmas special. I wish that Jim Henson Productions would release this because it's absolutely brilliant. I could buy every goddamn episode of the fucking Muppet Show, okay? And the only one I remember is when Luke Skywalker, R2-D2, and C-3PO showed up. Yeah. And when Alice Cooper showed up. Those are the only two episodes that I can remember from the Muppet Show, and I watched it all the time. But I remember John Denver and the Muppets of Christmas together vividly. It's why it's my favorite Christmas album of all time. And it's why I love that special so much. Nothing wrong with that. Oh. Oh. Well, is it my turn? 
I believe it is. You got you got another one in there? I do. I got another one right here. Uh, let's see. Let's see if you can figure it out just by me saying the stars of it for this animation. Fred Astaire, Mickey Rooney, Keenan Wynn. Santa Claus is coming to town. There you go. Exactly. Name my list, motherfucker. 1970. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I knew that I knew one or one of mine was definitely gonna make your list for sure, and I knew just as soon as I started quoting the cast, you were gonna catch on that quick. I loved old Mickey Rooney, man. He he's my favorite Huckleberry fan. There you go. No, that's all I had. He's my favorite Huckleberry fan. That is. But on this Christmas special, I mean, especially the the way they wrote it and the storyline, kind of like the beginning of Santa Claus, in my opinion, is fantastic. Basically, a mailman starts answering questions about Santa Claus and tells us about a small baby named Chris uh, left on the doorstep for the Kringle family, uh, which the Kringle family were toy makers. And as he grew up, he wanted to deliver toys to children in that little town. I think it was Somber Town. Was it was was that the name of it? I'm gonna have to uh, consult my notes. Okay, I think it was Somber Town, uh, but it's the uh, Burgermeister uh, uh, that's mean. He was way too mean to let it happen, and to make things worse, there was an evil wizard named Winter that was trying to cause havoc and uh, basically bring it down. Uh, the Kringles and Sombertown. Yes, Sombertown. Yep, that, that is it. I do remember right off the top of my head. But he manages to melt Winter's heart and uh, basically turn him back to good and make it a, just a fantastic, fantastic little Christmas special. So that, that is definitely one of my favorites. Nice, nice. That, that one actually made my list, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Fred Astaire, the narrator, the great dancer. Great special. Stop motion animation, 1970. I, I wish they still did that. But, you know, they don't. No. What can you do? The, the, I, I only have... Say again? They don't make Christmas movies like they used to anymore. No, they they definitely don't. They definitely don't. And I'm trying to go through my pages of notes here because I, I, I took so many. And there was one because I kind of hit the religious thing with, uh, uh, what the hell was it, Charlie Brown Christmas. But there's another stop-motion photography animation that I love. And it's, um, da, 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 look at this other page from 1968. This, this is another Rankin Bass. Okay, now Rankin Bass did uh, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town as well. Right. And uh, whichever one I said earlier. But they also did this one. This is The Little Drummer Boy. Oh! Which basically tells of this boy that was just so hateful because his parents were killed by bandits, you know, and all he could do was play the drums, and he follows these three wise men following the star, and he's so 
overcome with emotion at what he's seeing. That, you know, I have no gifts to bring, but all I can do is play my drum. And he plays for baby Jesus in the manger shortly after his birth. Again, and that's obviously a very short synopsis. But that's the basic idea. Little boy, orphan, has no desire, no belief. And by the end of the film, or the special, he comes to grips with the death of his parents and finds joy in his heart. And I think it's a beautiful thing. No, good movie. Fantastic movie, baby. Oh yeah, it is. So, uh, do, you, do you have one more? Because I'm out, man. That's that's all I could think of. Well, racking the top of my head, I, there's one I cannot remember the name of. It saved my life, and I've been trying to figure it out for five minutes. Let me let me see if you can remember. Um, duh, 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 duh. Actually, no, I cannot even remember the basis of it now. So, <laughs> so let's play some music. Yeah. So. That's that. That's that's my top favorite Christmas specials for sure that I can remember. The rest of them are pretty much movies. So, and I know we kind of done that touch base on some of those a little bit. So I don't want to turn it into a, mis- a movie slash special. So yeah. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. We've done the we've done the movie thing. So uh, give me a song. One more song. Well. This one is going to describe me this year on Christmas because for the first time, as I've stated before, in seven years, I get Christmas and Christmas Eve off. Oh, so the mountain man is planning on this year when he goes over to uh, Grandma and Grandpa-in-law's, the mountain man's going to get a little drunkard and he's going to be rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Christmas spirit ring Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and the juice 
On a sour note, that's, that's my daughter's mother's favorite Christmas song. I always had to hear that. That and Jingle Bell Rock. But you know what? It's good, too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to hit you with the Muppets. This is Ralph the Dog singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. John, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. That's nice. Through the years we all will be together If the fates allow Hang a shining star upon the highest bough And have yourself a merry little Christmas now Yes, he could. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be a dink, here's Rob Halford. Get into the spirit!
closed out with King Diamond last week, but in the middle of a show, I had to do it. Right, right. I blame you there. <laughs> All right, my brother, do you have anything to promote? Actually, yes. I'm going to promote our new show that is going from this moment forward. The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Please tune in with us. Keep coming back. If there's any insight, anything you all would like to give us, please know we still do have an email. We do have YouTube and any way of uh, communication on Facebook. Get a hold of us. Let us know stuff y'all would like to hear. Anything y'all would like to hear two crazy rednecks talk about. For sure. Just uh, definitely just let us know. And we would be more than happy to touch base on anything and everything. We're still going with the same motto as this is the male version of The View. Now it's the redneck version of The View with special guests every now and then. So there you go. <laughs> yes. Now what's that email address? The email address is the P, the plug, P at gmail.com. Outstanding. Yes, that's what we get a hold of us there. You can message us on our like page. We'll respond as quickly as we can. The group page, we don't take messages, but hit up our like page and give us a like. Let us know what we could do different, what you want to talk about. I would love to talk about what you want to hear, or I'll talk about what you don't want to hear. I don't give a damn. I was going to say, <laughs> if, if you if you want to hear us rut and rave, let us know. If you want to hear us uh, talk about what you like, more to it. If you want to hear us talk about shit you don't like. We'd be more than happy to cover it. Doesn't mean you're going to like it, but we will cover it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't care if you like it or not, as long as you listen. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to I want to promote my show, and I know I don't normally do that. But DJ Gilsey, the great Scott Green, has kind of opened up the format at ThatMetalStation.com. And while most of the DJs are going to continue to play metal, you know Bushy's going to have some fun. Because you can't have a party without things like R.E.M., without things like Ice T, without Millie Vanilli. Bees. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Bee Gees, given. The point is, Scott Green has given us permission to play whatever we want. We have to play mostly metal. <laughs> okay. I do that every week of a hair variety. But now I have permission to play the B-52s. And here's where Mr. Green messed up. He said no top 40 shit. And the example he gave was Miley Cyrus. To me, that says modern top 40. I love old taco putting on the Ritz. I love old men without hats. The Big Bushy Power Hour. If you didn't already know it was the biggest party on ThatMetalStation.com, you were going to find out that it is the biggest party on ThatMetalStation.com. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be mostly hard rock and metal, but I tell you what, I'm going to squeeze in the goofiest shit I possibly can because that's a lot of fun. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! I wanna rock! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! You gotta fight for your right! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! I wanna rock! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! You gotta fight for your right! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! I wanna rock! Sunday, Sunday,
Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Fantastic. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed this episode. I love talking about all this old, crazy <laughs> being a kid. Great stuff. Great stuff. I love all these Christmas specials. I, I enjoy watching them with my daughter every year. And uh, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna enjoy watching them with DJ every year. He might not be interested this year, right? And it might not be next year. But in the next couple, he's gonna start falling in line. So do not give up. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, man. Do you have any final thoughts? Same as always. Stay sick. Take care of one another. Skitter pal. Meow meow. Mountain man is out. All right, I love that mountain man. And you know what? Close it like I always close. <laughs> because we're nothing if not predictable. Motherfuckers, by vinyl. We'll see you next week. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.
great.